0: Good morning, faithful listeners, you've tuned in to the P40 Ministries podcast, the one place where you can get a daily explanatory Bible reading to start your day strong. This is your host, Jen, bringing you a brand new episode out of Genesis. Hey, faithful listeners. Happy Monday, and thank you for tuning in to the P40 Ministries podcast this morning with me, your host, Jen. I hope you guys had a fantastic weekend. I certainly did. I was uh, rather enjoying my time off and uh, my husband's time off. Right now, I'm working on a brand new project. It's called Out of the Mire and it is um, basically a Bible study of the life of Joseph. I'm getting ready to publish that, and uh, hopefully that'll be done in the next couple weeks or so, and that will be available for purchase. I've been working on that actually for the last couple years or so. I started writing it back in 2019, and I'm just finishing it up now. And this is a project I've been very excited about, something I really wanted to do, and it's actually what started my website. Originally, my website was called Out of the Mire, based on Psalm 40 verses 1 and 2, but I changed it to P40 Ministries, also based on Psalm 40, 1 and 2, because out of the mire was just a little bit too narrow of a website name. I wanted something that I didn't have to just talk about things kind of like out of the mire, (laughs) basically God bringing you out of the pit and setting your feet on solid ground. I want to talk about more broad of a topic, not just about comforting people and stuff like that, though that is very important. and I still talk about that all the time, but I just wanted to um, broaden my horizon a little bit and call it P40 Ministries. But out of the mire is something I've been working on for quite a while now, and that will be available for purchase, hopefully on Amazon Prime within the next couple weeks or so. And I'm going to try to get it on on Barnes and Nobles, as well, the Barnes and Noble website, but we'll see if that happens. <laughs> but anyway, we're going to discuss more about Joseph's story here. This is Kind of almost the end of Joseph's story. So let's turn in our Bibles to Genesis chapter 48, verses 11 to the end of the chapter, verse 21. If you did not listen to Friday's episode, please go back and do that now. Otherwise, this might be a little bit confusing for you because I'm not going to do a recap. I'm just going to go straight into it. So let's go ahead and read this. I will be reading out the W.E.B. version of the Bible this morning. Grab your cup of coffee and let's go ahead and start. Israel said to Joseph, I didn't think I would see your face, and behold, God has let me see your offspring also. Joseph brought them out from between his knees, and he bowed himself with his face to the earth. Joseph took them both, Ephraim in his right hand towards Israel's left hand, and Manasseh in his left hand towards Israel's right hand, and brought them near to him. Israel stretched out his right hand and laid it on Ephraim's head, who was the younger, and his left hand on Manasseh's head, guiding his hands knowingly, for Manasseh was the firstborn. He blessed Joseph and said, The God before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac walked, the God who has fed me all my life to this day, the angel who has redeemed me from all evil, Bless the lads, and let my name be named on them, and the name of my fathers Abraham and Isaac. Let them grow into a multitude upon the earth. When Joseph saw that his father laid his right hand on the head of Ephraim, it displeased him. He held up his father's hands to remove it from Ephraim's head to Manasseh's head. Joseph said to his father, Not so, my father, for this is the firstborn. Put your right hand on his head. His father refused and said, I know, my son, I know. He will also become a people, and he will also be great. However, his younger brother will be greater than he, and his offspring will become a multitude of nations. He blessed them that day, saying, Israel will bless in you, saying, God make you as Ephraim and as Manasseh. He set Ephraim before Manasseh. Israel said to Joseph, Behold, I am dying. But God will be with you and will bring you again to the land of your fathers. Moreover, I have given to you one portion above your brothers, which I took out of the hand of the Amorites with my sword and with my bow. It's kind of funny how similar these two stories are from Jacob's own story with his brother Esau. Basically, Esau and Jacob were fighting over the, the blessing that their father would give them. At the end of isaac's life pretty much and it's pretty similar here except for the fact that there is no fighting there is no family drama manasseh and ephraim who are jacob's grandchildren are now being blessed and jacob ends up blessing the younger child ephraim above manasseh the older child but let's go ahead and start in verse 12 here uh basically Jacob is on his deathbed, he is dying, and he says that he's going to adopt Manasseh and Ephraim and give them an equal share of the inheritance. So he was blessing his two grandchildren and basically adopting them. And this was something that probably wasn't very common back then because they were Joseph's children, but Jacob, who was a very prosperous man, wanted to do something for Joseph's children as well. Now, Joseph, I, I mentioned this a couple times before, probably ended up having more children other than Manasseh and Ephraim. But Manasseh and Ephraim were the ones that were born. Before Jacob had gotten there to Egypt, so these two boys were special in the eyes of Jacob because they were his favorite sons. Sons, basically, and so um, it says here in verse eleven that Jacob is hugging and kissing and embracing these two boys who are probably uh, old teenagers at this point or young, uh, twenty-year-olds basically. So he's hugging them. He's about to die. He wanted to see them. He says to Joseph, "You know, I never thought I would." ever see you again I thought you were dead but now God has blessed me so much that not only do I get to see you but I get to see your children too is what he says so he's so excited and he's happy and he's embracing his grandchildren with Joseph as well and so it says after this that Joseph moved the boys who were um, basically at their grandfather's knees because you remember that Jacob had sat up in the bed because he was very sick he was dying but he strengthened him Himself enough to be able to sit up on the bed to embrace his grandchildren and Joseph as well. And it says here, it's kind of interesting, it says in verse 12 that Joseph bowed with his face to the ground before his father, which is pretty interesting. He was a man, you know, Joseph was a man who was so high up on the totem pole in egypt he was second in command of the entire nation of egypt but yet he was still humbled and still uh, reverent towards his his earthly father basically and he bowed himself to the ground before jacob so he was showing respect to jacob and you know giving um jacob the last goodbyes before he died pretty much and so and it says that joseph bowed himself before israel And uh, then after that, he put the boys in front of Jacob. And of course, he put Manasseh on Jacob's right side and then Ephraim, who was the younger son, on Jacob's left side. Now, this is very typical throughout all the Bible. They talk about, uh, you know, Jesus is going to sit on the father's right hand in heaven and stuff like that. The right hand was a place of honor. So the fact that Joseph put Manasseh at Jacob's right hand was saying that, you know, Manasseh's the older son. He is the firstborn. He's the birthright holder. So he has to have the place of honor and the first blessing. So I'm going to put him on Jacob's right hand side and then Ephraim can get the left side blessing. It's basically Joseph's thought pattern. Now, though Jacob was pretty much blind at this point, he recognized that Joseph did this and set uh, Manasseh on his right-hand side. So Jacob, with all the strength he can muster, I'm gonna guess, crosses his arms over and ends up putting his left hand on the top of Manasseh's head to bless him, and then puts his right hand on the top of Ephraim's head, who was the younger son. And it says that after he did this, he blessed Joseph and he blessed the two boys and he says, May the God before whom my grandfather Abraham, my father Isaac walked, the God who has been my shepherd all the days of my life to this very day, and the angel who has redeemed me from all harm, may he bless these boys. So he gives this beautiful speech about how God has been so faithful to him, how this angel has rescued him time and time again from harm and from danger and everything like that. And I find this speech incredible because... We remember Jacob from a long time ago when we talked about him. He was rather arrogant. He was rather fearful. And now at the end of his life, he recognizes how much God had really done for him. Whereas before, if we read that entire thing about Esau... Jacob was not recognizing that God was there with him. He saw that encampment of angels and everything, but forgot about it immediately when he saw the impending danger, basically, and completely forgot that God was with him and God was on his side. So this is very, very different from that to Jacob so many years ago, probably 40 years ago at this point. And uh, he, he's just completely changed throughout his entire life. He recognizes how much God has done for him, how faithful God has been to him, and how he's protected him his entire life. It says, the God who has been my shepherd all of my life to this very day. So he's saying that God is shepherding him, leading him, And just taking care of him the way God always does to the people God loves. And so Jacob says, may the God who has shepherded me my entire life also shepherd these two boys and bless them. And may these two boys preserve my name and the names of Abraham and Isaac. And may their descendants multiply greatly throughout the earth, basically, is what uh, Jacob is saying. And he's blessing these two boys who are Jacob's sons. And so after this, uh, it says in verse 17 that Joseph was upset. He was really upset because he saw that his dad was placing his right hand on the younger son and his left hand on the older son, like he had crossed his hands. And so Joseph was upset because he thought Manasseh should be getting the better blessing, basically. And so it says that Joseph went over to his dad and started lifting his right hand off of Ephraim and started to put it on Manasseh's head. And uh, he says, no, 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 don't do this, dad. You know, this is Ephraim the younger son you can't see anymore see you're you're doing it wrong and so so, um he says put your right hand on the firstborn's head put it on Manasseh's head but it says here in verse 19 that Jacob knew exactly what he was doing and he completely refused and he was like no I I understand that I understand he says I know that I am crossing my arms over and he says Manasseh will become great like don't worry you know, Manasseh is going to become a very great people, but his younger brother will become even greater. Ephraim is going to be a bigger tribe and his descendants will become a multitude of nations is what he says about Ephraim. So he's basically saying, yes, Manasseh is going to be blessed. He is going to be a, a huge, huge tribe and everything like that. But Ephraim will be blessed as the firstborn son, basically. And there's actually a verse in Jeremiah somewhere that says that, that Ephraim, the tribe of Ephraim, was in fact uh, blessed as the firstborn son. Jacob was prophesying all of this and was accurately predicting that Ephraim or the tribe of Ephraim was going to be greater than the tribe of Manasseh. And so he specifically did that for a very good reason. And so it says after this that Joseph was like, okay, whatever. And Jacob blessed the boys on that day with this blessing. The people of Israel will use your names when they give a blessing. They will say, may God make you as prosperous as Ephraim and Manasseh. And in this way, Jacob put Ephraim ahead of Manasseh. Because um, yes, though Manasseh was going to be prosperous, the, the blessing of the people in the future times, would put Ephraim ahead of Manasseh. May you be as prosperous as Ephraim and Manasseh. And the thing is, though, though this is a very similar story to Jacob and Esau, so so many years ago, maybe even a hundred years ago at this point, because I think was was Jacob 137 when he died, 147, I think. And um, yeah, this would have been about a hundred years prior that Jacob and Esau were fighting over this very same thing about the blessings and stuff like that. But now Manasseh and Ephraim, it doesn't say that there is any hostility between these two boys. And perhaps that is the case. Perhaps Jacob just nipped that in the bud so hard because of his entire um, family dynamic that he grew up with and he did not want his boys fighting in the same way. So perhaps that is why Manasseh and Ephraim, there is no hostility here in this sense. Jacob probably did not want that with his own kids, with everything that had happened to him growing up. So maybe Manasseh and Ephraim were raised a little differently than Jacob raised his own children. But anyway, that's speculation. But after this, it says here in verse 21 to conclude, it says that Jacob says to Joseph, I'm about to die, but God will be with you and will take you back to the land of your ancestors. And he says, I am going to give your brothers... Also, a good portion of land, but you have an extra portion of land that I took from the Amorites with my sword and bow. So that's kind of a confusing statement because we don't know anything about this, this, this land with the Amorites here that Jacob talks about. So at one point in time, though the Bible does not talk about this, at some point in time, Jacob had gone to war with some Amorites over a piece of land, it looks like. So basically he's giving that extra piece of land to Joseph's two sons and that is why Joseph has an extra portion um, just because he has two sons. Joseph himself did not become a tribe of Israel, just to throw that out there, but his two sons became the two tribes of Israel. And also, um, you know, everybody says there's 12 tribes of Israel and kind of technically that's the case. Manasseh and Ephraim, I believe, were considered a half tribe basically you know Joseph's sons were considered a half tribe but also the tribe of Levi who was the fourth born son kind of they were a tribe but they didn't own any land so sometimes they're also left out of the 12 tribes of Israel if that makes any sense and we'll we'll discuss more about that in the next chapter because basically Jacob is going to break down all the different tribes of Israel between his his 12 sons and uh Yeah, that'll be that. So we'll talk about that on Wednesday. So join me then at 6 a.m. to discuss uh, that next chapter, Genesis 49. And we are almost done with Genesis, by the way. We have one—no, I'm sorry. We have two more chapters of Genesis before we are completely done. And then we are going to be on Season 2 of the P40 Ministries podcast. Yay! So that is very, very exciting to me. But friends and faithful listeners, I'm going to ask that you have a fantastic rest of your Monday. And happy listening and God bless.